When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. March 21st through the 25th is Severe Weather Awareness Week. The National Weather Service encourages you to use this week to review and practice your severe weather plan for your home and for your office. And if you don't have a plan, you can develop one and share it with your family and your office workers this week. With me this morning is a veteran forecaster with the National Weather Service. Brian Smith is warning coordination meteorologist in the Omaha Valley, Nebraska office of the National Weather Service. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Dale. How many severe weather awareness week observances does this make for you? Well, I started in the, be 1995 would be my first one. It's been a, been a lot. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Some things have changed. A lot of things, though, have stayed the same. I'm guessing technology, probably, and predictability and accuracy, those types of things has cha- have changed. And we'll probably get into a little bit of that. But when you think of severe weather, most people think of tornadoes. 2021 saw fewer of them compared to the 30-year average. What's the prediction going into the 2022 storm season? That's really difficult to say. Uh, you know, we're just coming out of an, a La Nina, and we were in this pattern that had been dry, and it's still dry. And most of the precipitation has been going through the Ohio Valley and not much here into the Central Plains. We might get out of that pretty soon here. So, uh, it, But it's hard to tell what your tornado season is going to be like from year to year because of the fact it depends on whether you're in a favorable storm track or not. So if you are in a favorable storm track where you're going to get a lot of thunderstorm activity, then your chances are you're going to have, may have higher tornado totals. All right. Well, let's back away from tornadoes then and talk about the, the dry conditions. So very dry this winter. Here's where I go with it, Brian. If it was dry in the winter, we should have 30-some-odd inches of snow, and I think here in Lincoln we had four. Does that translate then into a drier spring and summer? And if that's the case, then a drier spring and summer means a reduced chance of thunderstorms bringing moisture right. to the spring right. and the summer. So I wondered if a dry winter translated into a less possible thunderstorm spring and summer. Well, Dale, I really haven't checked that out to see if that translates to that. If we get into a pattern where we eventually get into some storm systems, you want to hope that you have kind of a wet spring to kind of recharge everything and and alleviate some of the drought conditions. Because once you get into summer, you know, if it stays dry till June, then 
your thunderstorm chances are going to be hit and miss. You know, it's going to be, they're going to be widely scattered all over the place. I mean, it's, I mean, not all over the place, but widely scattered. So it's going to be hard, hard for out in a whole, whole area to get sufficient rainfall. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Brian Smith today, warning coordination meteorologist in the Omaha Valley office of the National Weather Service. March 21st through the 25th is Severe Weather Awareness Week. One focus of this week comes Wednesday when a statewide tornado safety drill is conducted. What's involved in the test warning? Well, the test warning uh, we're going to put out, we encourage people when this warning occurs at 10 a.m to practice where they were going would go in case there was a real tornado warning. Many counties will blow their outdoor warning sirens. We will set off our weather radio alarm. Um, it will not go over uh, the cell phone, so there will not be a wireless emergency alert like there would be if it was a real tornado warning. And that's been kind of a sensitive subject lately because uh, of of uh, people's phones going off and so forth. And so uh, we're not using the real tornado code, emergency alert system code to set off uh, um, all the bells and whistles. So we're going to be just using what we call a required weekly test. But still, it will. It's a time that businesses and schools um, and people at home should be should practice or at least think about at that time of where to go in case there was a tornado where's your shelter area you know what what do you do you have it cleared out where you can go to it you know uh, do you have some supplies down there do you have batteries and in your flashlights and so forth uh, to uh, in case the power goes out and things like that. So that's the, that's the thing that's important to do during that time period. It's a time to prepare ahead of time and so that you're not scrambling when a real event occurs. All right, so that's what I should do, and that's what businesses should do. That's what schools should do. What's going on at the National Weather Service? Pull that curtain back during this week and during the test. What do you test? What do you prepare for? Well, we well what we do, actually, sending out the, the, the test is fairly easily easy for us. Um, and then we will also go on the what's called an... Um, the national warning system radio or phone that we have called NAWAS, and that goes to different warning points across the state uh, and alerting them uh, at different dispatch centers across Nebraska uh, that there's this test warning going on. Um, so the meteorologists are just putting out this test. We're not doing anything really, anything different than we do like in a warning situation. Um, and tornado warning situation, I think we've got that down pat. It's pretty easy to, for us to issue a warning fairly quickly if there's a tornado event out there. 
You and I, I mentioned at the beginning, asking you how many of these severe weather awareness weeks you've been involved in, and I'll equate it to radio. I've been in this for about 40 years, and there's a lot of what I do that's still the same, still have to communicate, still have to think, still have to be relatable to listeners. So there's a lot that's the same. But so much of the equipment has changed. So much of what we do uh, the minutia of it is different. How about for you and your years of uh, weather forecasting, predictability, equipment, satellites, those, those types of things? Now that we're into the 21st century, how much more accurate is forecasting compared to when you got into it? Oh, you know, if you go back to when I was a student in the late 70s and to, to early 80s, it's, it's been a tremendous change. Yeah. You know, you look at the weather service in the late 70s, um, they were using teletype to send out information and warnings. And that's how you would get that, like in the news stations and so forth, you get a teletype. Um, and it would be 60 words per minute, and we'd be cranking out things. Communications has changed so much uh, and so fast now. Um, and even in the time that I've been here in Valley, it's changed so much. The internet changed a lot of things, you know, at, at least communication-wise. Uh, social media now is an area that we, you know, we can send out alerts on, especially on Twitter and so forth. And also getting feedback from people and sending us pictures of what they see um, has changed quite a bit too from that. Uh, Forecasting-wise, that you know. The computer models have gotten so much better uh, than they used to be. Um, there's a, and there's a lot of data, okay? And sometimes it can be an overload of data too for the forecaster. Uh, but uh, it's become a lot, they're a lot more accurate than they used to be. Of course, we do have our misses and, I, and we hear about them, but we, uh, we were a lot better than we were, let's say, in 1994 or five when I first came here. Well, apps are huge, Brian. Uh, you you can be bunkered down in your basement and you can still have internet access, and you can be watching radar. You can be get updated on your warnings, your watches that are out there. I have the National Weather Service app. I have uh, our 1011 Weather Partners app. Those are the two that I always go to and I, I compare for accuracy and those sorts of things. And most of the time they mirror each other, but I would highly recommend that. And before we run out of time, talk about technology, the value of investing in a NOAA weather radio. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, it's like the smoke detector for severe weather. You know, it, it costs maybe $30, $40 to buy a weather radio. Uh, you can leave it silent most of the time. You know, you can listen to the weather forecast when you want, but it's silent. And, but when we send out the tones to activate it, it will activate your radio and let you know what's going on. Um, it's interesting how the demographics have changed, though, since social media and cell phones come out is that the younger people now rely a lot on alerts through cell phone communication like wireless emergency alerts while the older people still like to use the weather radio 
for example, to get their alerts. Um, but it's still a, a very good product. Um, you know, it, we issue our, like if you can set for the counties you want to only hear warnings for, for weather radio. So if you just want Lancaster County in there, you can just put in the code for last Lancaster County and you only hear warnings uh, for Lancaster County. Yeah, it's a big week for severe weather. Uh, we know it's coming, folks. Those of you who have been here in Nebraska long enough know that it may not be a frequent event, but all it takes is one. So be prepared for it. And KFOR is preparing for it, too. You'll hear us talk about this test that will be going on Wednesday morning at about 10. KFOR's Jeff Motes is our go-to guy in the newsroom, and uh, he'll be participating as well. Brian, thank you very much. Looking forward to, well... I shouldn't say that. Looking forward to another severe weather <laughs> season. <laughs> Not really. But uh, we know you're prepared, and listeners know that we're prepared. Thanks for taking time today. My pleasure. Dale. Brian Smith from the National Weather Service joining me at a Severe Weather Awareness Week in Nebraska. Thanks for listening to Lincoln Live.